Hello and welcome back to Awaken Agile with Jordan and Adam. This week, Jordan and myself talk about servant leadership because, believe it or not, it's 50 years old or more than 50 years old. So we wanted to delve into that a bit. We hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Jordan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Very good, actually. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. How are you? I have to think about that for a second. Good. What's your? You haven't you got a new a new response to how are you? Oh, uh, yes, yes. That you were going to use. Okay. Every time someone asks me how I am now, I say I'm better than I deserve. <laughs> how are you? And That's how's the how's the response going to they, that? They they go, oh my god, what's wrong? Or what have you done? You know, like no, no like I'm just. <laughs> I'm really grateful. <laughs> and, yeah, and um, I've, it's I've copied okay. it off Dave Ramsey. Okay. He's a he's a finance guy, and um, I just enjoy watching his videos. And he always says he has people that call him up, and they're like, oh, "Hi, Dave, how are you?" He said, "Better than I deserve. How are you?" And I'm like, "That's a great response. I love that. It's such an empowering and and grateful minded response." Um, but yeah, every time I say it, everyone's mm. like, "Oh, have you done something like?" What's wrong? What, did you do yeah. something wrong? What, yeah, what, yeah. Do, do, you des- do you deserve a punishment? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when I said it to uh, one of the senior managers, he's like, "Oh, what have you done?" <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> I've done nothing. <laughs> I promise. <sighs> so I don't know. Maybe I need a new catchphrase. <laughs> That's okay. I know. I know one coach. He's been on the show, Dave, who who ran an experiment, and his response was awesome. Mm. To every time someone said, "How are you?" Yeah, uh, and he he was just running that experiment for a while to just see what the reaction was. Yeah, and if it lifted the mood of the room or not. What did he learn? Uh, he yeah he learned that it, uh, it, it changed people's mindset coming into a conversation. Usually, because you know what Australians are like. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Can't complain. Okay. That kind of thing. Can't complain. If I complain, then no then one I'd be a real cares douche. anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah My yeah. brother used to do that. Oh, he was like, complain. how are you? He's like, I'm awesome. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and then it generated more conversation. Why are you awesome? That's, I just wanted to see your reaction kind of thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's more like, yeah, helps his helped his own personal mood as well. I think that's that's the key. It helps your personal mood. Um, with other people, if you, I, I've found this, if you are constantly great and constantly awesome, every time someone asks you, then they might, they may question your authenticity because you're not always great, right? There's, you're not always. Yeah. And so they, yeah. they may feel, ah, yeah. oh, oh, well, I feel, I, I don't feel like I can tell you that I'm not that great. You know what I mean? Like, um, and yeah. it's, it's a harder yeah. barrier to get connection, but it's a bit, a bit about That's brand as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bit, yeah, a bit about brand. So, like, he became known as the awesome guy. Yeah, that's cool. he's always always awesome. So, I guess you could say, I'm contemplative. How are you? Contemplative. <laughs> okay. Now I'm trying to think of a funny one. We should move on. Reverse engineered. I'm reverse engineered today. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being silly. I'm in that silly mood. I'm in a silly mood. So, today... We thought we would talk a bit about, well, 
During the week, I was reading a book that mentioned servant leadership. Yes. And then it also mentioned the fact that servant leadership was first coined or phrased in an essay by Robert Greenleaf in 1970. That's that's well before the before times. Hmm. So over 50 years ago. And it got me thinking about servant leadership and where we are today and what it is. And we we always refer to servant leadership as a part of the Scrum Master's remit, I guess, or role. You know, the Scrum Master is the servant leader of the team. Sometimes, not often, we say that the product owner is also a servant leader, mm. but it's usually attached or tacked on to Scrum and Scrum Master. Mm. Uh, whereas I believe back in 1970 when Scrum didn't exist, <laughs> uh, it was all about the leadership, like the management leadership being servant leaders to the organisation and the organisation itself also being a servant to the employees as servant leader, you know, growing, encouraging employees to get better in their role and- Empowering all that. Empowering and, yeah, being more accountable for their work. and, And I just thought it'd be interesting to reflect on, you know, 50 years of servant leadership- where are we today? Mm. Yeah, I I listen. I hear servant leadership, and it's like for me, servant leadership's a new thing. It's mm. like the new, like Simon Sinek style, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's the new thing you need in your company to get the get the best value from people and and create an amazing atmosphere. Um, and therefore, you'll get most value out of your whatever you're delivering. So mm. For me, servant leadership has been like a new wave, few years old. We really got to integrate this, and then and then you tell me it's you know fifty years old. <laughs> it's like okay, so why does it feel new? That's a great question. You look at some of the literature out there; it it feels like oh, a servant leader is a bit of a dirty word now. The, the word servant or to serve. Some articles are writing, well, that feels a bit like, what's the word? Uh, demeaning? To be a serve, serving, servant? Yeah, I've been um, advised in, in previous, or long, way back when, um, you know, branding myself as a servant leader, I've been advised not to because it shows weakness or submission. And um, and I always, mm. that now I don't believe that it shows weakness or submission. I probably think quite mm-hmm. the opposite. But the mm-hmm. perception from a lot of, you know, senior senior tenure managers um, can be that it's seen as a weakness because you should mm-hmm. be the forward thinking leader, which servant leadership also is, uh, but the the leader follower mm. model, right? So you mm. point and they follow, or you go mm. and they follow. Mm. Um, mm. It's interesting. It's interesting. Who, when I say that person is a great servant leader, who pops into your head? Like examples of servant leaders. Yeah, like like public figures and stuff like that. People yeah. in history. Yeah. Um, yeah, people in history. Oh, gosh. Oh, all right. Uh, a bit controversial, but um, <laughs> um, Elon Musk, I think about when he used to sleep in the warehouse with um, his employees and it, it just makes me think he was there with them and and, and on the same level of, of, as them. It's probably not the best example, but that was the first thing that's come to mind. I'm sure you've got a good example. Mother Teresa. Yeah, that's a pretty good servant leader. Yeah. Gandhi. Yeah. 
Uh, but interesting, it, interesting. It, it took a while for you to think of someone. So yeah. when you say servant leader, do you think of a person or do you think of an action? Like you just I, I think described of an, action. an action. You just described yeah. an action. Yeah. You know, sleeping in the office uh, with the colleagues who were working hard, going in, going into, going into battle with with your troops, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how this servant leader is probably more conceptual of actions that a person would take rather than, you know, if if you think of, okay, if I then say, okay, can you think of a directive leader? Do images of people pop into your head or? Yeah, actions? totally. Yeah, like mm. people of war and, you know, his, historians of war and all that sort of stuff, mm. um, mm-hmm. good or bad. Um, you can think yeah. of a lot of directive leaders for sure. Yeah. So reflecting on the servant leader and 50 years have we could we say that it's been a success? I think? really I really don't know, to be honest. Um define success, I suppose. What is the success? That that servant leadership is thriving in yeah. companies and people and environments. Um, everywhere you go, there's servant leaders everywhere. I find that difficult to answer, Adam. <laughs> I don't think I don't think so. I don't think so. Whether it's a success or not, obviously it's a success because there were several books written and you know, there's a there's a whole website, greenleaf.org. You can go and buy the essay, the original essay. You can go and buy the books. You can go and do studies on it uh, and learn up on it. But I guess just like any other management theory, it, it's it's also a theory that gets put in place by organisations or maybe by osmosis it becomes a thing in organisations. But uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's it's a prevailing method of leadership uh, out there. Do you think so does that be- mean it's a failure? I, uh, I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're right. Um, I was just looking at typical Google, Google definition of servant leadership. Um, yes. You are a servant leader when you focus on the needs of others before you consider your own. It's a longer term approach to leadership rather than a technique that you can adopt in specific situations. Therefore, you can use it with other leadership styles such as transformational leadership. So I, I, I'm thinking about this, and I'm going, okay. Um, I have it's a not a framework. It's not a method. It's a mindset. It's a, it's a mindset. Wow, that's interesting. When you think about agile and agile principles. <laughs> so it, I think for um, servant leadership to thrive, the the people need to come before the work, right? If if the project comes before the people, then you won't have servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Because you're driving, you're, you're yeah, you're driving, on, driving, focus on getting those outcomes. You focus on that outputs. work. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if I've started a company and um, and I'm trying to get this on the stock market, it's blowing up, it's going, it's scaling like nuts, it's going crazy. The last thing I'm probably thinking about, which is probably, uh, I, I wouldn't say that, but let's say that not the first thing I'm thinking about is the people. The first thing I'm thinking about is growing that business and managing scale and and driving that customer outcome. I'm thinking about the customer. And I'm, I'm employing a bunch of people to help me get that along the, over the line. If I was to switch my mindset and go, okay, this thing is growing and, and we're pushing this thing to over the line, or value of the customer, all that sort of stuff. How can I empower my people and make them feel that they have authority to make decisions and they're autonomous and they're self-organizing? How can I remove blockers for them and, um, and, and lift them up? That would be a mindset shift, right? 
of Seven Leadership. Mm. Which, if if it's the same company and there was two different methods used, one was the first method you described, and the second was a more Seven Leadership style. Care for the people first, and the rest will sort out itself. Yeah. Which one do you think would be more successful? Oh, absolutely, the people, right? Yeah. Hundred percent, because um, the more empowered they feel, the more decision making they're going to have, the more questioning mm. they're going to have. Yeah. They have the information, yeah. so we give them the authority. The authority, like, yeah. I don't have the information. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm the CEO, yeah. I don't have the information of what's going on. Mm. Um, they do. So why would I not empower that information? Mm. Yeah, uh, there was a story. I think it was last year of a, and I, I'm sorry, I forget the company uh, of CEO who came out and said, uh, "Hey, uh, we're all going to get paid the same. Uh, we're all going to get paid. I think it was seventy k. Like he." Like he basically said, the whole the whole business, mm. we're all going to get paid the same. <laughs> CEO down, uh, it caused a bit of a ruffle <laughs> because you you know usually CEOs paid a lot more than you know the the person that's just walked in the door last week. Yeah, but the amount of empowerment or autonomy and energy that created for that business and it just started to grow out of sight was amazing. I would say that was was a servant leadership. Action. Yeah, that was a, a selfless act, wasn't it? Um, yeah. 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 I, I wonder, though, that the lack of incentives would drive people to leave the company because they have <clears throat> no progression in pay. Yeah. But the message of that sentence, we are all the same. We are yeah, all, yeah, yeah. you know, stakeholders in making sure that the company is successful. That's cool. So we are all going to, no matter what role we have, you know, we're all on equal footing. And then paid them enough, including himself, to make sure that money was not uh, a factor when it yeah, came yeah. to um, enjoyment of the job. That's very interesting. Dan Pink says the same thing in his video. You know, if you if you pay them enough to take money off the table, then amazing things can happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If money's not, mm-hmm. yeah, if money's not a factor. Hmm. Mm. You're going to say something? Yeah, a few minutes. So I was just just trying to wrap it up, you know, reflecting on servant leadership uh, after 50 years of it being a thing. I think it, yeah, when you're working in an agile organization and you go and do some agile training, you know, they talk about servant leadership and they they usually talk about, you know, the scrum master being the driver of, of that. I think it's mixed results when you talk about outside agile and... Yeah, other roles within Agile about is servant leader permeating an entire organization. That's just, uh, yeah, my thoughts. Hmm. So much so that I think even the Agile community is kind of moving away from servant leader as a as a as a badge hmm. because of what you said before. It's it, you know it's the serve to serve is is seen as a bit of um, demeaning, which I find is interesting. I find it sad. That's all. Yeah, I find it sad. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. So do I. So do I. I think servant leadership is one of the greatest strengths. I've I've had that right. I've had managers say, "Oh, you you know you you've got great servant leadership, you know, strengths here. Um, mm. you, know, you look after the team, all that sort of stuff." And then, and then the big butt comes in. You know, you could really you could really focus on working on you know directing a bit more and and pushing a bit more and all that. And obviously, I tend to completely disagree. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe a slightly maybe there's opportunity there slightly, but yeah, it's it's always been a you're good at this servant leadership thing, but you could you could be a better leader by doing this. Yeah, we would like you to be more strategic, or we, we, yeah, exa- we want you to be more directive. Or, well, hang on, that's 
Yeah, the next time I have that conversation, I feel like I'm more empowered now to go turn around and say, well, hang on, that's your bucket for me. What if I wanted to be a servant leader and I just wanted to be the best servant leader that I want to, that I can be? I, I don't want to be strategic. I don't want to be hmm. causing people pain by telling them what to do every five seconds. That's not me. I, I'm there in the background making sure the team is set up for success. And then the question comes, well, then how are you going to get stuff done? And then you say, trust. <laughs> you, you say trust. And you say, what you mean we haven't been delivering already? We've achieved everything we set out to achieve. Oh, but you could do so much more. Well, tell me what, what more do you want done? Tell me, tell me what you want done. And we'll tell you what we're stopping to get that other thing done. Because I'm not going to make the team work weekends and nights. Yep. That's servant leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I had this... um. One guy on the team, we were getting smashed. We had heaps of delivery and it was all good. Um, but I had one guy on the team, he was switching between a stream of delivery and, and he said, um, uh, before I move on to this piece of work, I'm going to take half a day and I'm going to learn something and I'm going to do some development. And man, I was a cheerleader for him. I was like, <laughs> man, so good. Yes, please, more team. This is this is what you should be doing, like because we mm. we haven't been focusing on deliver um developing ourselves and learning mm. and all that sort of stuff. I said, oh, so good! Like just celebrate it, celebrate those things because the team yeah. are going to feel more empowered to do that. Yeah, my my son is doing his final year twelve exams at the moment. Uh, similar similar kind of thing, but the way I'm going to talk about this, and I know we've got to finish up quick. So he came home from his first exam and he went straight back into studying for his next exam, which was like five days away. And I said, mate, aren't you going to have a rest? Aren't you going to just take a break? Take the rest of the day off, let your brain relax, you know? No, no, no. I have to study for the next – I have to get to work for the next exam. And my moral of that story is humans are self-motivated. You don't need to push them to get work done because they'll get get the work done. That's so true. So, Yeah. He knows this is important, so it's his time. He's got a he's got a week to go. He'll relax after that. But humans are self motivated. Yeah, should we put it. Should we leave it there? Yeah, it's good. It's good, Adam. We should leave it there. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Oh, I'll do uh, the outro. Thanks You're for the outro. thanks thanks for <laughs> listening, everyone. Uh, we will. Uh, I mean, yeah. Thanks for listening. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Bye for now. Ladies. all for listening to that episode everyone not the usual outro today because when we were going to record it uh jordan's dog escaped and he had to go and fetch it uh so you've just got me which is fine that's fine we we can we can pivot we can change if you enjoy our stuff please let us know uh you can get to us at awaken agile on linkedin Send us a note or like us. You know what? Even better, please give us a rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. We would really appreciate that. Have a great week. Be helpful and we'll catch you next time.